Hello and welcome to Paranormal Pendle, the podcast from the heart of the Ribble Valley in the northwest of England, famous for the Pendle Witch Trials of 1612. My name is Craig Bryant, author, investigator and collector of stories both weird and wonderful. Join me as we take a journey into the paranormal, UFO sightings, cryptozoology and big cats and all things unexplained. This is the Paranormal Pendle Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 4 of Paranormal Pendle, broadcasting to the Paranormal UK Radio Network at paukradio.com. On this episode, we talk to Eden Forth, Paranormal Investigator from Accrington in Lancashire. So, Eden, thanks very much for joining us today. Really looking forward to having a chat with you. Could you start by telling us a little bit about yourself, please? Yes, so I am Eden. Uh, I started doing paranormal stuff, uh, events, getting me interested. It was about May, March, May last year. Uh, sorry, not last year, year before. And throughout then, I've been building it and building it and building it and doing research. Um, I This is my second paranormal group that I'm with. Uh, I was with one before. Uh, that didn't work out, but I'm now with a new one. And mainly based at one location, which is Accrington Police Station. Okay, so what's the name of the paranormal group that you're part of? So, Northwest Paranormal. It's down as Northwest UK Paranormal Investigations, but we just call it Northwest Paranormal. Um, but everybody usually finds it quite easy. Are you on Facebook, then? Yeah, we're just based on Facebook at the moment. Okay, so... How did you get into the paranormal in the first place then? Well, um, I was doing a bit of Googling and it was some, it was my brother that saw it and Grant's bar put out a post and it was about Morse Haunted um, using the venue. And when Morse Haunted took on the police station, there was no power in the actual building. So what they decided to do was to uh, hire out that place and use it as a base room and then cross the main road and then go into the building. It will be about, I think it was about the March time, and I just saw the advertisement, so I thought, oh, I'll try it, I'll give it a go, and then didn't even realise that it was a celeb one, so two of the celebs from the actual team were there, and it was just four hours of just running round, it was absolute crazy, it was really, really crazy. So, which of the most haunted team were there then? Because um, It was with Vet and Glenn, Yvette Fielding and Glenn Hunt. So it was, uh, it was interesting. A um, bit of a surprise. The, a lot of people think that because they're celebs, they're just going to be like, they're going to be there, they'll do a talk and then they'll go off. But they were running around, they were shouting, they were screaming like everybody else. It was really, really good fun. It was a really good laugh. So there are some videos on YouTube that I had a look at earlier on today. Um, there are, I think, three videos that the most haunted team uh, recorded at the police station and the courts. Can you... Tell us a little bit then about the police station, the courts, uh, what paranormal activity uh, allegedly happens there, and if you yourself witnessed anything um, whilst you were going around on the investigation. So 
Um, well, straight away, the police station and courts is just the tip of what has actually been, because a lot of the hauntings are not just from that building, it's from what was there before. Uh, we've got a monastery which started from the 1200. That's the big one um, that was highlighted. Uh, farmland, mills, you name it, they've all been there. And the history has just been blocked. It was so hard to find what has actually been there. And only putting pieces of puzzles of what everybody else's experience would be managed to get some sort of history. And it is just crazy that the, the land itself stretches not just where the police station is now but all the way around the area it's absolutely stone crazy so for people that don't know the area um there was there is a road called uh, black abbey street in Accrington, isn't there and that there's is also true. abbey street as well now that's the site of the monastery which you mentioned and it's pretty close to the courts isn't it i mean how far yeah. how far would you say it is away from uh, the site of the police station and the courts if if it was a straight line it would be not i would say about 200 meters not even that if you if you were to put a straight line from there to be but also when looking at the original area the monastery part of it actually sits where the police station is so it's not fully on that area but especially where the the actual courts are is exactly where that building was and that was just part of the building so that's why a lot of the uh, there were three monks that were killed uh, I can't remember off by heart what the actual uh, story was but three ended up murdered and they all come through at the police station So did you witness anything yourself whilst you were there um, with the most haunted investigation can you sort of talk us through what happened Sure can. Um, God, where do I start? So, um, like you said before, with the videos, Most Haunted did three main videos. There was Halloween, uh, which was the actual live. Uh, there's two other videos. There's a part one and part two. And that was what they were going to release on TV. That was the actual TV release. And even listening to them, because I've, I've done so much with them and listened to what they've done, a lot of it was... I mean, the, there was a hell of a lot more that they had that they just couldn't fit in because it would have been so long. And oh, I, I, I think you mentioned before that you've looked at the videos, some of the videos. As soon as you walk through the door, the activity there um, is quite interesting and is exactly what was seen on the video. Over the, over the past, it has died down, not as much because it was heavily used. But especially with the building, and the way that it is, the, the activity on them videos, if anybody has watched them, that is exactly what you would get. Not every time that you go, you will get it, but that is exactly what you get. So before you, you get the slamming doors, and sometimes it's the phantom doors. The, there's doors there that are slamming that have not been slammed. And that was quite a frequent thing with COVID because most haunted were still going during uh, last July sort of time period. And one of the things that they had to do was keep the doors open. And we had doors slamming that physically couldn't slam because they were wedged that much. So uh, that was definitely one. The courtrooms there was bad. Uh, we've had full apparitions. Um, there was a really, really good one that was shown on camera. And I'm not sure if Morse wanted released it. It was on an event. 
and it was sort of just normal shadow like me just nice dark mass walked up the steps and was messing with the REM pod uh, a REM pod is sort of like a little gadget if you go near it it's it, the electromagnetics it sets it off and you've got the temperature gauge and everything like that and it was setting it off for a good half an hour and you could just see it going back and forth and the glass panel that goes round I don't know if anybody's seen the dock um, but it's a huge gas panel and we're talking it's a good 10 meters tall and that's going the whole way around it and you could just see it walking back and forth and there was no explanation even looking through the door you could see it and there was just no explanation for it so was there any noticeable change in the atmosphere then when you saw this so for instance did it go cold um were there any noises it's interesting because it depends what area you're in but especially with that what happened there it didn't feel horrible but when you go downstairs it's a whole new atmosphere and some people don't even go down there i know i was doing a 12-hour event with them and nobody would go down nobody went down uh, they were so terrified because every time they went down they could see movement and it felt like somebody was just lurking over you and it's one of the most common things that's there it's very well known for that but so even when it comes into the rooms as well there was bad if you had to describe it then would you how, how would you would you describe what you saw would you say it was something like say a shadow man for instance yeah it, um it is just i won't say translucent but I would say it's dark. You can you can tell where it is. You can you can make it out from the dark. Um, some people get the colours um, when you see it visible. They get uh, the little dots, and it's like bluey purples and your pinks. And they and when you stare at it, it forms in front. Uh, but for me, I could see it crystal clear. But I I made it out no problem, and you could just see it. Did you see any facial features, or was it just a, a dark mass that was in the shape of a of a person? I've never seen it before. I've never seen a facial features. I've always seen the apparition. I've never seen a full clothing, nothing. I, there was one picture that I took, uh, but I've never seen it in the flesh. I've only seen it for a picture, and that was the day after when I was looking through them. Uh, and that was of a, a judge that was signing the chair. Okay, so, that's interesting. Um, so, do you do you still have that picture? I think I do. I'll have to have a look, but I think it's somewhere. Okay, it's somewhere around. Were there any other uh, paranormal entities that you saw while you were there, or any other incidents that you would you would say were paranormal? Uh, so, it's obviously it, it is for people that don't know. It's a large building. The police station next to it is a very large building. It's a, I think I believe it was built in the 1930s. It was 1935. A lot of people get it mixed up because the police station, they don't realise it's underneath the courts. If you look at the building itself, if you're stood outside Grants and you look directly across to that big main door, that's the entrance to the courts. But the build, the entrance to the police station, is down the side of the building as you go down the little road next to it the entrance there that's the actual police station and they built slat on top of each other um there was a fire station but they built an extension um if it stayed as a fire station i have absolutely no idea because it's now been converted 
Um, but far as we know, they were pretty much together. But the building is huge, absolutely enormous. So when you were going around the building, did you witness anything else? I have witnessed. I couldn't even put it. I couldn't put a number to it. I've witnessed so much. Um, one of the famous ones, and this will stay for me quite a long time, uh, was the cell door that got locked. That was a brilliant, brilliant classic. Um, so it was an event, October it was, and it was with Mary, which is Yvette's daughter, and it was with Greg, who is the cameraman for the show. And we were joking around. I get on with Greg quite well. And we were joking around, making a bit of a laugh. You know, and we, we made a joke. We went down into the cells and we were like, imagine if the cell door locked. And uh, <laughs> the four girls that went in, they said, don't jinx it. Well, they, they said a few swear words as well, but they said, don't jinx it. And I was like, I won't, I promise. And uh, I remember it clear as day. The lady, one of the mentors, um, she got the door, started pushing it too. And bearing in mind, they still had the locks on. Um, it was already on lock, so the, the, so the actual bolt was already out. So it hit the corner uh, of the door frame. And then there was a big clunking noise. And because we're in the dark, we turned all the lights out. We couldn't, hit, we couldn't see what was going on. And then for all of a sudden, we just heard this thud in front of us. And we thought, well, what the hell is that? And it took us about 10 minutes to realise that the door had closed, which it shouldn't have done because the bolt's on. But in order to actually close the door, uh, you've got to have the key for the actual cell itself. And you've got to have the big, it's like an Allen key. And you've got to put that in and twist it, then use the, the key. So you need two sets of keys, which we didn't have, nobody had, um, not even the owner had it, uh, because everything was removed. So... To, to actually think, oh, they've actually been locked in. And at first we, we joked because we thought, nah, they're not locked in. They, they can't be. There's no reason for it to happen. And then it sort of hit home. It was like, oh, they really have been locked in. So at 3 a.m. they were getting out. I mean, the event was only meant to be 9 to 1. And they, at 3 a.m. they were only being cut out by the fire brigade. Uh, they were in there for a good three hours it wasn't terrifying. They were quite calm about it because you could still communicate with them. Uh, there was like a little flap on the door that opens. You can still talk to them. But I can't explain it. It was, really, it was one of the most classic things that I've ever experienced. And I don't think I've ever experienced anything that crazy since. Do you know if that's the only time that that's happened? Or do you know if it's happened on other occasions? There wasn't that many events. This was only in the October and they only started in the March. There wasn't that many events. They sort of built it up until uh, when COVID hit. And that must have been about the fifth or sixth event. And nothing was reported on that until that event. And then straight after that event, the locks were taken off the doors. And there's the classic cell five, which you physically can't get into. And they struggle trying to cut open anyway. But the rest of the four cells, all the locks were taken off completely. And nothing's happened like that since. So there are allegedly the ghosts of, uh, as you said, three monks, which are seen uh, on a regular basis within the, uh, is it the police station or the courts or is it is it both? 
they've actually they've been seen in multiple areas but one of the most common is that back area of the police station so if anybody's seen it or been in the police station there is a, a room in between both courts and it's a big open room and you've got both doors that lead to court two and court one and then there's one that takes you in a back stairs area that takes you towards the, the sort of the, the stairwell to go downstairs or into the back quarters and it's they've been seen not just in court one but also all in that area and especially on them stairs um the stairs are actually made out of wood at the far back so when you walk along it sounds quite hollow and the banging that you get from that and we've we've had it where everybody's been stood at the side and it's walked right in front of us and you can hear it it's so loud and it's very distinctive compared to all the other apparitions that are seen and all the other spirits that come through they are the loudest they make the biggest noise uh very well known for coming out as well so do they actually walk up the stairs or are they just at, at ground level and and just while we're talking about ground level are they actually at ground level or are they sort of a, a level which is different to the current ground level so you know maybe below current ground level or maybe even above yeah. Yeah, I get you completely. Um, it's really, it's really difficult because Carl, um, there is a video. I think it's on fa- on the Facebook instead of actually on YouTube, and it's a daytime. It's just before, I think it was before Halloween, uh, the Halloween special which they did at Accrington, and it was. I can't even describe how we put it. It was like it was in the air, but it was in the same area. But they had, we've, I've had it before when it's been walking up and down that little staircase um, towards that buffer room that's in the middle of court one and two. But it has had, we, we've had it where it's sort of like it's in the atmosphere. It's sort of, it's not on ground level. I've, I've been sat on the floor, I have my hand on the floor and I've not felt the vibration, but I can hear it. And then I've had it before where it's been in the walls. I've heard it where it's been all the way down in the cellar because there is a cellar right underneath that bit. It's, it's really hard to pinpoint, but it, it's always a variety. But when they come out, I mean, one of them's quite nice, but there is one that's set to be quite negative. We, we, we have the classic banging, knocking, that kind of stuff. But I've never seen a seven-foot man, very, very well-built man, being shoved against a wall. And that was one thing that happened on one of the first events that I was there. And that was something that I would also probably not forget in a hurry. What do you think caused that? Why, why do you think that happened? Was it just this particular uh, spirit is particularly uh, malicious or was was something done, do you think, that, that provoked it? I don't think, I think, that's the best way to put it, I think all spirits will have that sort of point where they don't mind, they, they might mean you harm, they might mean you good, but they don't mind you being there. But I think it was the fact that they might have been asking and it, and it wanted us out but we just didn't go. Um, but it was well known for being quite a, a nasty entity. I think there was one video, that Halloween Live from last year, and it was where Carl was dragged through the door. And that was um, that was set to be him. That was the, the very malicious monk. And that is the sort of thing that he does. You, you don't know he's there until he's done it. And then you can tell on the atmosphere when it starts to change. 
I think it probably will be us being there and obviously on his land, in his property, that kind of that sort of sense. But it does sound very much like almost classic poltergeist activity. The fact that there is physical uh, harm being done to people. Yeah. Has anybody done any research into who these three monks possibly could be? Do we know the backstory of these these three? Who they were, when they were alive, when they died? Did they die in particularly unpleasant circumstances? And just following on from that, I know you've got a theory about stone tape um, that you wanted to talk about. Do you think that has got any bearing on on the, the, the hauntings that are going on there? I think they all play a really good part. I think they're all in a really structured part of why it actually happens. When it comes back to the monk, especially, when the, when the negative energy does come out, um, definitely classic poltergeist, people being hurt. I mean, that's just the tip of the iceberg of what Carl, what happened to Carl being dragged through that door uh, in front of everybody. I mean, everybody was stood in that corridor and watched it happen. Probably, uh, I can't give out names, I won't give out names, but I know for a fact that uh, there was a situation where one of the mentors for Most Haunted actually went into the building, uh, was doing a seance and walked into where he went through that door. It was a kitchen area, which is just next door to it. Um, he ended up walking into that room and blanked out completely. He can't even remember walking into the room. He just remembers being on the corridor and then carried out on a stretcher. And that was uh, during a... that That's basically most haunted time where they do their own... Uh, it's like a mentorship where they, they sort of do an event with all the mentors together, but then also recruit new ones and then bring them along as well. But yeah, it's, I think... Linking to the Storm Tape Theory, it's, I think it's because they're trapped there, they would do stuff that they've done before. And a lot of people would say, it's, 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 just, it's just noises. It's just classical noises. It's, it can all be explained. But it wouldn't explain if it was happening. Like, okay, I can understand a few knocks and bangs, but to see a shadow constantly walking down the corridor, not just once, not just twice, but over 20 times, not seen anywhere else, and its distinctive shape and movement, it, it does link into that Storm Tech theory. I do feel it does. With regards to, to the, the, the Most Haunted team, I mean, I, I was I was um, an avid watcher of, of Most Haunted when it used to be on, I think it was Living TV. I think it would be fair to say that some of the things that go on are perhaps come across as a bit theatrical uh, on the TV, but from what you're saying, there is an awful lot of actual paranormal activity that goes on. <clears throat> Obviously, it varies from location to location. Can I ask who the um, psychic medium was on the recordings and whether or not he picked up anything specific? What what was his take on the, uh, the location? So this location was actually filmed with the Most Haunted team back in the February of 2019. Um, when it came to the 15th series, they removed Psychic, so they don't have one. Uh, they don't actually have one on the team. So you've got the cameramen, which are Glenn, uh, sorry, Greg and Darren. You've got Glenn, which is a sceptic, um, but also has his own, he does all the digital stuff, so he's like EVP recordings, that kind of stuff. You've got Carl and Yvette uh, and Stu. And then you've got Fred, which does demonology 
the studies into demonology, but also the history. No psychics were about. I think I think from the from that very first video that they released, which was going to come out on TV, it would just show what the building was like. But actually, going back to what you just said about it can come across as a little bit sort of overdone a little bit. I remember that first event. I remember what everything happened, and I mean even what I've described to you. Um, the, seven, the man that was seven foot that ended up being shoved against the wall. Uh, one of the first things that we did on that night was go to the cells. And I remember this because there was a guy that came who was a sceptic and he openly admitted in front of Yvette Fielding, I don't believe this and I don't effing believe this and this ain't going to happen and this ain't going to happen. He got into a taxi 20 minutes after the event started because he was petrified. <laughs> and I think I think you could ask anybody that was on that event. I can remember peeing myself laughing in the cell area. It was so funny. But yet he left because he was so terrified. Okay, what what happened then? What what caused we, it? We don't seem so quick. We, <laughs> I think I remember vaguely he was told to go and sit in a cell on his own. And he went, all right, then closed the door and summer happened. There was a an absolute I can't even describe what happened and the noises that we heard. Um, but it ended up with him walking out the door and said, bye. <laughs> That's all I can remember. Um, I think a team member took him up. Um, it was quite shaken. Um, but still to this day, we have no idea what happened. But I remember that clear as day. And that was the first event there. And it was so funny. I, I've never laughed so much. It's one of them. If, if you're going to be a sceptic, you've got to be open-minded a lot of, a lot of skeptics that i know like to be open-minded and will have the respect but if you don't give the respect you're going to be in for one hell of a ride <laughs> and especially after that guy he really did have one hell of a ride um i think i was in the female bit when that actually happened because there's two set of cells you've got the female wing and the male wing and the females were technically known to be quite quiet and not very vicious so there was only two cells on that side but there's five on the other side which is the men's so we were we were all signing a little group just sat in and i can hear all the palaver going on but that's that's what we all got told that he left because simply something happened and he jinxed that nothing was going to happen and he left within 20 minutes it was brilliant so you mentioned then that there was um, a male wing in the cells and a female wing in the cells are there any female Ghosts, apparitions, entities? There is. Uh, there's a lovely lady. And I forgot her name. I keep forgetting her name. Um, it will probably come back to me. And um, she was very well known for being arrested and being thrown in there quite vigorous times. And they would take her shoes off her and she hated that, absolutely hated it. So if you go in there, um, it's always good to be polite to say, don't worry, we're not taking your shoes or something like that. And then she starts being nice to you. Um, but if you just walk in and then starts shouting the odds or you hear, come and make a noise, that kind of stuff, um, she gets annoyed very, very straight. She, she sort of flips quite quickly. And we've had it before where we've done table tipping in the cell next door. And she's just gone and slammed the door on us. And I mean, full on get the door and slam it. And I remember being in there with Jenny, who's the most haunted uh, leader. She runs the event and she was stood in the doorway and I can I, I will never forget her jumping through the roof. It was it was quite terrifying. 
she, bless her, went through the roof. Does this female entity, is it just um, objects being moved or is there actually a physical form to, to her as well? Um, I've not seen her. I don't think anybody's seen her, but she's very, very well heard. She will make herself known. Um, we've had people growled at, we've had people scratched, um, but we've had people hear her tapping, she's been singing. Uh, one <laughs> Last Halloween was one of the classics because obviously they did the recording there, um, but there was also an event going on. So whilst they were doing the pre-stuff and everything, um, we were coming in and then they came and spoke to us and then they went off and finished and then we went and did the event. She came out and she did the classic thing I don't know why. I think Aggie is a name. I think that's the word that was coming to my head, Aggie. I don't know why. Um, but that does ring a bell. And she came in and there was there was this young couple that were sat on the bench and you could hear her walking. We were sat in the dark and she went and then she went and pushed them apart and sat in the middle of them. And the screaming lasted for about five minutes. Um, but from what they made out, they just said they just got shoved apart from each other and they were sat right next to each other obviously because of restrictions and covid and everything we have to keep our bubbles separate so there was only me one of the mentors and them two sat on the bench and they came right in and pulled them apart and when we put the torches on the girl was at the wall and the guy was where he was before and he's just been shoved and there was no explanation for it it's, it was really bizarre but it's not the first time it's happened apparently Okay. Um, I've not been I've not been there to experience it, but that was the first time that I've seen that happen. Yeah, and that was pretty interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Do we do we have any information? I mean, you mentioned um, possible name. Do we know from what time period this uh, lady was from? It was definitely from the pre-station, so it would be between 1935 when it opened to when it closed, which was 2016. So it could be anywhere in between there. But because that police station is still in use, the documents are closed, so we can't rule out anything and we can't make a judgment. Um, the only thing that is known is that a male prisoner died and that was when he, he was arrested. Um, he, he actually went into the courtroom, uh, courtroom one, and he walked up the stairs and then suffered a heart attack. That is what's alleged. I, I can't say that that is true, but that was that's what's alleged. And he's known he's known to be one of the spirits there as well. Um, but apart from that, there's a, the, that is the only death that is known to the police station part. And then people that have been a worker in the police station have passed through. So we've got judges. Uh, there's two male police officers. There's a sergeant, a very aggressive sergeant. Um, in the male area and there is a female police officer as well so there's quite a lot um, but it's a really really good place very very good so do you think that there's a concentration of paranormal activity there because it was um, what the building is on land which used to belong to the abbey um, do you think it's linked in some way to what was called Black Abbey, wasn't it? Yes, definitely. Um, definitely. And definitely with the other buildings, Black Abbey was just the start of it. Um, there's a cotton mill that was on the land 
and a lot of a lot of children have come through from that. Um, I've only experienced a few children sort of experiences where they've done the table tip and the table's been walking out the court door. I've had little stuff like that, but I've not had anything huge on that. It's usually been the negative stuff that comes through quite a lot. Um, but yeah, definitely due, due to the energy uh, come from that and the, the past experiences mm. and the people that reside there. And the fa- and not even that, it's the fact that thousands of people would walk through the door. It's no surprise. I mean, when the courtroom was in use, it was used 24 hours a day as what I know. And the courtroom had an upstairs bit, downstairs bit. So you could definitely sit a good 30 people in the viewing area. Plus you got all the judges, plus the people that worked there, plus how many court cases went through each day or each week. It's no surprise that it's set to be because there's so many people that went through there. Multiple people went through there. And I believe some, um, some very nasty people uh, that were on transport were held there overnight and then carried on continuous the next day. But it's mainly well known for being your typical, you wouldn't get your murderers or anything like that. You would get your, maybe an arsonist, maybe you'll get your burglars, that kind of stuff. You'll never get murders, nothing like that. So it's very low criminal stuff, but they're still quite negative. I don't know whether you're aware or not of, um, there are stories which extend out from um, where the courts and the police station are to outside across the road, which uh, for people that don't know is called Manchester Road, um, and behind the pub which you mentioned, which I actually remember being called the Hargreaves. It's that long since I've actually been uh, to that part of, of Accrington. But behind there is an area called Broad Oak, and I was recently contacted by somebody who um, had seen a manifestation along the railway line which runs through it's the old Accrington to Baxindon railway line which is now um, closed down and, and has been disused since uh, I think the Beachy report in the in 1962 but he told me of an apparition that he saw as he was walking along the railway line going to work very early one morning and he described it as looking like a hooded monk so I don't know whether you've heard any stories um, about any similar paranormal activity sort of radiating out from uh, the location of the police station and the courts and sort of, you know, going out as far as the Broad Oak area, which is probably what, I don't know, maybe half a mile um, away from from that location. Yeah, that is quite a, a big trek because I know the railway quite well. And I know exactly where it leads because it goes from the path. You cross over the road and it takes you to Waterside, which is the back of where the Tesco is. So it is quite a fair trek away from the police station. I've been convinced that I've seen some on there, but I believe it is set to be. Um, but I've never seen anything, what you would call very, very strong there. Nothing perfect there. I've come across wildlife there. Um probably wildlife that I don't particularly want to come across. Um, but I've never, ever experienced anything there. But I have heard that area is set to be um, haunted. The only other place that I know is set to be quite haunted as well 
is Warren Street, which is on the Abbey Street. Um, so for people that don't know, there's, as you come out of the police station where that is based, you go to the traffic lights, it takes you to the left and it's the, it's the, it's the road that runs all the way down right in the middle of Accrington. And that is sent to be a really, really active place. And that is also linked to some of the spirits that come through. I did an event actually with another paranormal group. It was a one-off that I did. And they were called Six Cent Ghost Hunts. Um, with a, it was a, it's a medium-based group. And that was at the town hall, which is right in the market hall, which is right slap bang in the centre of the, um, right in the middle of Accrington actually. And I've had something come through that I've experienced at Accrington Police Station. So I believe that they will travel around um, because it's happened. Um, but for the railway, I can't say that it has. Um, but I know that it is set to be. But I know the Market Hall has had a lot of stuff come through as well. You mentioned, um, I just picked up on something there. You said wildlife that you didn't necessarily want to come across. Do you want to just elaborate maybe a little bit on that? There's a lot of wild deer that, that they like to jump out on you. Um, I've, I've gone down there many a times and they've just jumped out at you right in front of you. I usually cycle up and down there, so I've had quite a lot of jump out on me there. Um, but yeah, uh, apart from that, I don't think I've ever experienced anything haunted. So that is quite close to the site you mentioned behind Tesco. Um, that, again, for people who, who don't know the history of Accrington, is where the Howard and Buller um, factory was. And um, very close to there is, um, well, we, we used to call it Accrington Lodge. And the railway actually used to go over the top. There was um, a bridge that used to span the lodge. Trains used to go, go over the lodge and you can still see the pylons that used to hold the railway lines up. That's, I think that's called water. That's at Waterside now. That's the lake. So right next to it, there is a, a lake now. And you can, you can still see in the purpley pinky colour um, but yeah they run all the way along there and then if you carry on walking up the path um, the actual link it links quite nicely together where the track would run uh, very well sort of uh, designed yeah it's um, it's like a wildlife reserve isn't it now basically yeah. um, but I don't know whether you'd ever heard of um, again this is from when I was younger and, and living in Accrington myself there was always a lot of stories about um, paranormal activity down there at the, as I say, we used to call it Accrington Lodge. Um, it's obviously now the, the waterside wildlife area. There were always stories about paranormal activity and ghosts linked with the railway that used to go over the top of it. So I don't know whether you've heard anything about that, but it, it would certainly seem again to be sort of within the area. It's becoming quite obvious through chatting with you that the centre of this is, is obviously around Abbey Street, Black Abbey Street, around where the police yeah. station is, the courts, as you've, um, you know, told us stories about that area. And it does seem to be sort of radiating out. And, and obviously, you know, you said that you've seen, or there has been activity. I mean, how far is the town hall away? It's probably half a mile, maybe three quarters of a mile, something like that. Yeah, definitely. And... <laughs> And just going back to the uh, to the to the lodge bit, uh, the the water side, I've never experienced anything. But one thing that always gets me is them buildings at the other side. I don't know if anybody has the chance to, to see, uh, but as you walk along the water side, 
um, next to the lake, there's some old, it looks like old factory buildings, and they are so creepy at night. I've been down there at night, and I've seen the lights flicker on and off, and that, that means nothing. It's an old building, but it looks so creepy. And with you saying that, it wouldn't surprise me if it is haunted, uh, that area especially. Yeah, it's interesting you should say that because, again, another one of the stories I've picked up is paranormal activity in what's left of the factories in that area overnight. So you're not the first person to mention that. Um, and I had an email from somebody not too long ago actually describing exactly the same thing. So that that just interesting. You know, cements what, what you're saying there as... Yeah. You know, as, as as obviously something that, that more than one person has seen, um, and it, and also uh, that area, very close to that area, is the site of the old Accrington Conservative Club, which of course now is just a big pile of un- unfortunate bricks. Um, yeah. But from a personal point of view, that's where I saw a shadow man many many years ago, and that was um, the genesis for the book that I wrote and, and for getting into doing these podcasts. So again, that's in the same sort of area. So I think it's pretty obvious that the whole of that area around there is, is really, really high in paranormal activity. And as, as you said, it seems to center on the site of, of the Abbey. Are there any other, uh, investigations that you've done in that area that, that you could tell us about? I think the only one, um, I can't go into too much detail and I can't give out a lot about it. Um, but it was where I used to work and that was set to be haunted. And it's a school in the Accrington area. And the grave yard now sits at the end of the road. The, the school is quite old. It's a very, very old school. And it even has the original part of the school still standing and still used. And I remember I used to be a swimming facility worker. And I would go into the cleaning area, which is at the back of the school. So I would have to walk through the school and I would experience stuff. It's kind of what really kicked it off because this was way before. This was like when I was 16. So this is back 2015, 2016 sort of time period. And I experienced a lot of weird stuff there. And uh, one of them was in the pool uh, where I was working. And one of the children... Um, actually got out of one of the lessons because he wouldn't leave the poolside because he was scared of seeing a person stood there that only he could see. The other kids didn't see it, but he did. And I had a feeling that I saw someone and I would see stuff, especially when I was on my own. It was very, very creepy indeed. Could you describe what you saw or you think you saw? Exactly what the child said. So when I've been locking up or when I've been opening it, um, I've heard footsteps and seen just a, a shadow moving. Um, not seen a full apparition, but I've seen shadows. And we've had door slam as well. Uh, that was very, very common. So have you got any uh, upcoming events? Have you got anything planned? I know things are difficult at the minute with COVID, but we're obviously, as we're, as we're recording this, we're starting to very slowly come out of lockdown. Do you have anything planned for the future? We've got loads planned, absolute loads. The only thing I can suggest is go to Northwest Paranormal, follow the page, uh, join the group, and you will find out everything. Um, as far as I know, um, we are going to a new location called Mill Street Barracks over in St. Helens, and the events are going to come up soon for that. But 
as far as now, we've got two events available, which is May 21st and 22nd. I might be wrong on that. I'm just going to check on the uh, the calendar at the bottom because my days are absolutely everywhere. So, oh, 22nd and 23rd. So we're doing an event at Accrington Police Station. It's Northern Night's Day. So you come at 2 p.m. and you do the afternoon, go into the evening, and then you sleep over and then you leave at 9am in the morning on the 23rd. So you get to have the experience in the afternoon and then sleep all the way through. So build the activity and sleep whilst uh, cell doors are slamming and all that kind of lot. And then we've got Halloween night, which is at Accrington. Uh, That's 8 till 3am. Nice little events. Or you could leave after 20 minutes in a taxi. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Could leave in 20 minutes. Or uh, get locked in. You might be lucky, you never know. It's not happened yet, but uh, since, but you never know, you could be the lucky one. I think it's definitely worth checking out. Um, and uh, again, if you can just tell us where you are on Facebook, just to remind everybody. Yeah, so on Facebook, it's no, it's it's down as Northwest UK Paranormal Investigations. And if you go on to the actual link, it should show a picture, a relatively big one, which just has... NWUKPI. Um, it has just changed. Um, it will probably have ghost trackers on because uh, we are um, working with other group at the moment uh, in a project. So it might come up as ghost trackers as well, but both links are exactly the same. And then if you go on there, um, you'll have uh, the discussion as normal. You'll have the announcements and you'll have events straight away. And if you go to the page, you can post your own stuff your own theories, your own everything. We're open to discussions and there's, you can share whatever you like. I think at the moment, because of COVID, we've got a lot of uh, funny pictures and memes that are going around. Uh, but apart from that, um, share whatever you like. Uh, just come and ask really random questions and we could probably answer it. But apart from that, it's just them two events. Okay. Um, if you want to book on, um, it's £50 for the 19 hour. And then Halloween night, it's £40. And we might have a special guest, but I'm not saying who. Well, that's definitely worth keeping an eye on then. It's been fascinating. I've really enjoyed chatting with you, especially as a, well, I am now an ex-Accrintonian, but, you know, Accrington will always be... Um, in my heart, if 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 you know what I mean, it's um, it's the town that I was I was born and raised in. Um, I think it's been really interesting actually talking to you about that whole area because I did know that there was a lot of paranormal activity in that area, but I had no idea there was so much. Um, and it has been really interesting, uh, and I've really enjoyed chatting to you. So thank you very much. Thanks very much for coming. No problem. No problem. Um, I hope everybody's enjoyed it as much as I have. Um, remember to check out uh, my website, which is uh, craigbryant.co.uk. Paranormal Pendle will return. Uh, and remember uh, to keep watching the shadows. Thank you. Don't have nightmares. <laughs>